Well, good morning, everyone. Hey, um, what a privilege it is to be able to sing in a public setting. You know, you might want to just keep in mind some of our brothers and sisters right now that aren't able to do that. You know, just keep them in your prayers right now. I was on the phone, phone call. Nothing's a phone call anymore. I was on a Zoom call the other day, and uh, with some people down south, and and we were just saying, you know, oh, in our context, we're you know we're allowed to sing when we gather. And, and, and one of the people on the Zoom call from down south, they literally almost fell forward off their chair and started to cry and said, would you please sing for us? Because we can't sing. And so when, when, when you sing, sing with them and for them, for all those who can't sing right now, both um, in our own nation and right across the world who for various situations are not allowed to sing of Jesus. That is something powerful and it's a gift that we have. And right now, um, you know, our family, our kingdom family needs some encouragement in that area. Alrighty, so this morning I want to um, finish up this series that we've been looking at called Kingdom Exhortations for the, for the long run, for the life for the life journey, and um, if you've got your Bible, grab it, Philippians chapter 4, we're going to pick up there again, this is Paul's letter to the Philippians, and um, before we get there though, I want you to just take a moment, and uh, you may actually need to use the notes section on your smartphone, you might just need to for a second, and I want you to answer this question with, as best as you can, with one word. What have you learned from Jesus? Just try it. Try and boil it down. One word. Just bullet point it. Write it down. What have you learned from Jesus? Or if you've got a, a good blackboard in your mind, write it on the blackboard in your mind. Whiteboard, blackboards. Uh, what have you, here's the next question, what have you received from Jesus? Make a note of it. Make a note of it. Third question, what have you heard from Jesus? Now, no one's going to see these answers. This is just your stuff with the Lord. And what have you, the fourth question is, what have you seen in Jesus? Or even what have you seen through Jesus? While you're finishing jotting down your four answers, this week my youngest daughter turned 16, Sarah, and first thing she wanted to do once she had her morning coffee, that, Dad, could you make the coffee for me this morning, please? Like, yep, no worries, it's your birthday, it's your birthday. Anyway, so I make this coffee for her straight down to the Department of Transport. She's done her online tests. She wants the piece of paper so she can get behind the steering wheel and get busy on her 100 hours of learning. Now, Sarah um, is very, like, keen to get busy about this. So anyway, Sarah gets, we get down there, we get the piece of paper, and then we go and find, Sarah and I go and find uh, a big car park. We actually went down to um, the netball courts down there at the PCYC and the football fields. They've got a great car park with roundabouts and all sorts of stuff. And so anyways, um, 
we sit there, we park the car, and I'm still in the driver's seat, and so I just talk her through a few things. And then I said to her, now, Sarah, what do you think you just heard me say? Give me some feedback on what you just heard. And she's... And, to her credit, she was like, you said this about the indicator and where the brakes are and what the accelerator does and, she, you know, the handbrake, just, and when you're leaving the gutter to look in your blind spot and, you know, she listed it all to me. I'm like, gee, you're pretty good at this. And then I said, now I just want you to watch me for a little bit and then I just did, a, I, I drove off and off I went and I didn't say anything, I just drove off and said, just watch me. And then I came and parked. I just did a big loop and came back and parked. I said, now, I said, did you see what I did? She said, yep. I said, so you've heard me? You've seen me? I said, now it's your turn. So I turned the car off, took the keys out, put them on the dashboard. We came around and she got in and she adjusted everything so it all fit her and the mirrors. And then away she went. Um, And to her credit, she did awesome. She put into play what she'd seen and heard dad do and say. And, but along the way, dad had to go, well, you might want to just like consider that break a little bit more right now. <laughs> you know, you're coming up to that, that corner. Uh, and, and you might actually want to turn that steering wheel. It won't turn without you putting some, you know, telling that steering wheel where you want it to go. And um, so I kind of coached her through it a little bit. And, and then we did that in this car park for about 35 minutes together. And I said, right, let's just get out there and get on the road. And so off we went out into the road and we're driving down Samson Vale Road and Young's Crossings Road and anyway, into the traffic, traffic lights. And she did fantastic. But she put into practice what she'd seen and what she'd heard. And at the same time, she was constantly listening for any little helpful tips along the way. Philippians chapter 4, now we've been reading this together and we're going to read this chunk of scripture again now from verse 4. But in verse 9 where we're going to hang out today, Paul says, Whatever you've learned or received or heard or seen, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. We often wonder where God is when we don't actually partner with him in putting into play what we've heard, seen him doing. And we wonder where, why our circumstances are the way they are. Um, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Let's read together. It'll be on the screen if you don't have a Bible with you. Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but put but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends, transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. 
whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in, in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. This little exhortation from Paul, I just, I've spent the last month just sitting in that on a daily basis. And you might remember last week we said, how Paul said, think on these things. That word think is actually this whole idea of just roll, roll that over in your mind, that thought about God, whatever is noble about God. Just roll that thought over in your mind and do it again. And not just roll it over, but like a Lego set, pull that, pull that thought apart, see how it goes together, put it back together again and let it find its traction in you. Think and think and think again. And give yourself to this life of thinking kingdom. And, um, and so now Paul makes the big shift. He says, take this whole life of thinking kingdom and thinking kingdomly and actually engage it in your everyday life. Put it into play. And it's interesting, the onus on putting it into play is on our end, not on God's end. The participation and the invitation from God is there, but it's our place to put it into play. Now, I want to ask this question. For some of us, we've been in this season of, um, and we're still journeying through the impacts of isolation, and we're still not allowed to hug, and all of that in public settings, we have to sort of sit so far apart, and I mean, this week I got roused at three times in the public setting for just sort of standing in the wrong spot, apparently. And I'm just like, everyone's on edge. It's just an incredible, um, challenging moment for us to just be like human beings who are alive to God and not alive to our sin, <laughs> so, and particularly towards others. And so, but right now, I want to ask us this question. How do I engage with Jesus in this now moment of high cultural anxiety and angst and concern? How do I engage with Jesus? Well, Paul, he's, he alludes to it here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 9. He says, follow me. If you've seen anything of Jesus in me, follow me. Do like me. But ultimately, Paul's really, he's not really saying, I'm the goal. <laughs> you know, you want to be like, you want to look like Paul. What he's saying is the goal is you want to be like Jesus. You want to come into the reality of who Jesus says that we are in him. And if you look in 1 Corinthians uh, 11 verse 1, he makes this comment actually. He says, follow my example as I follow the example of Jesus. So really Paul's saying, my job here is to kind of be a reflection of Jesus to you. But ultimately that reflection is not meant to lead you to me, it's meant to lead you to Jesus. And that's our life. In this moment, we have this invitation from God to be these people who reflect Jesus to our world. So Paul here in Philippians chapter 4 is saying to us there's a big invitation from God to put into play what you have learned about Jesus over your years of discipleship with him. 
whether that be, you know, I met Jesus last week for the first time or I've been following him like me for a number of years now. Put into play what I've learned. Take stock of what I've learned and put it into play. Put into play what I've learned from Jesus about how to do relationship, of the, you know, the importance and the practice of prayer and solitude, the importance of how to steward the resources that my life has been filled with, both in terms of material things and favour that God has placed on our lives. Stewarding this in such a way that it doesn't end with me, but it reflects to Jesus so that others might see him and the goodness and, they, and the, the hope of who Christ is. Put into play what I have received from Christ. Those encounters and conversations, those visitations, those dreams, those um, hopes, those big, bigger than, you know, these huge requests from God to obedience. Put them into place. And into play. What have you heard? What were the what have the whispers been to your heart and to your head and to your life in your dreams as you've slept at night? Put into what have you heard from Jesus as you've opened the scriptures and then all of a sudden, man, that verse, for some reason, that verse is speaking to me today. What will I do with that? Paul is really saying, hey, Jesus' people are great kingdom thinkers. They know how to roll that thought over and over until it becomes we are kingdom thinkers all the time to actually that then fuels a life to be lived. What have you seen in Jesus? Paul says, put it into practice. That word practice, praso, it's an interesting word. It means exercise it. And we all love exercise, don't we? Yes, <laughs> bring it on. No, exercise doesn't come naturally. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I don't know what it's like for you, but for me, when I have to go, okay, I'm, even, I'm just going to go for a walk or in the morning. I, I have this thing every morning where I try and do some push-ups every morning. But, you know, from the idea of doing push-ups, understanding the benefits of doing push-ups, and all that comes to actually then moving from that space to doing push-ups, there seems to be a big hill that I have to leap mentally, emotionally, and physically. Because I have to go from standing up, I have to get down on the ground. And then I have to start, and I have to, you know, get stuck into it. Paul's saying, exercise everything you've been given from Jesus. All those little bullet points that you've written down this morning. Exercise it. And you know what? There will be a gap between where you are and the application. But there's an invitation to partner with God and find him empowering you to move from what he has told, shown and given and spoken to actually it's a life lived. There's an invitation of the power of the Holy Spirit. He says, exercise it, practice this. Practice this. Now, Gail's a piano teacher, and she, she would probably write to most of her students that come and see her every week in their little weekly notebook, this week in your practice, I want you to concentrate on this bit. And do that and do it over and over and over and over again. 
and then we'll see how you've gone when we get back together next week. Does it play out something like that, Gail? Spot on. And that's, that's what it's like. Get this little piece. Okay, I'm not, God's not asking you to figure out the whole picture. He's not asking you to play the whole song. He's just saying this bit. See this little bit? Let's work on that together. Let's just take that next step in that area. And let's work on that together. Practice that. Put it into play. Into play. He actually says it, it, that, that word in the Greek actually means with this intention to undertake to do it. Paul's saying live intentionally towards everything that God has given to you. What have you learned? What have you received? What have you heard? And what have you seen? Quickly, just to finish, let me show you four little things I want to encourage you to this week on the next slide. Four little things. Get equipped. Keep giving yourself over to the fact that Jesus is a good master and you're his student. Teach me your ways, Lord. Show me your ways. Teach me your paths. If you're the king and you're the master, how do you do it? Show me. How in this season are you being invited by Jesus to get aligned with who he is, what he has said, what he has shown, and then how are you participating with him in that? Receive, secondly, receive again and again because this massive treasure of the reality of Jesus who lives and rules inside our lives, we, Paul says, are like jars of clay. Very fragile and it doesn't take much to break a jar of clay. We're very fragile beings, and yet there's this huge enormity of the greatness of God that lives in us in Jesus Christ. In other words, we crack, we leak, we forget, and we even choose to ignore. We're these kind of fragile beings. But just keep receiving this treasure of Jesus. Even though you may feel like, as in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, you are hard-pressed, perplexed, persecuted, and struck down, yet not destroyed. Keep giving away the little this week, the little that you've received. I thought that was a fantastic, you spoke about it, I think, Scott, about, you know, the little boy with the two fishes and, uh, or was it you, David? Yeah, keep giving away your lunch. Keep giving away the lunch. That's it. In Matthew 14, 17, keep giving away the little that you've learned. The little parts of God where you've, you've, you've discovered who he is, you've, you've discovered who you are in him, and you're now living that out. Just turn up with what you've got. I like that. Um, there's a quote here by John Wimber. It's on the next slide. He says this. He says, to say I love you and do nothing about that is an incomplete statement. To say I'll pray for you and not pray is incomplete. To say that Jesus heals and not pray for the sick is incomplete. To say that Jesus saves and not witness to the lost is incomplete. To say that God is God and Lord of all things and not operate as though he is, is incomplete. God wants to bring us fully alive in Christ, the complete human experience. And that, sorry, that, that, the last one um, from the giving away is keep walking, walk on with others. Refuse to allow the powers of isolation and even self-imposed disqualification and isolation. 
Choose to take every opportunity to keep building your life with Jesus and inviting people into that life that you're building with Jesus. Build a life with Jesus from what he has shown you, what you've heard from him, what you've received from him, and invite others into it. Let's just go back to your notebook there to finish with. What have you learned from him? What have you received from Jesus? What have you heard from Jesus? And what have you seen in Jesus? Let's let's stand and pray. Let's stand and pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love, your great, great love for each and every one of us. I thank you that your love is um, so full of life and invitation and authority and power to completely rewrite the best story we could even write about ourselves or even who we think you are. You're so much more able. You're so much more gracious. You're so much more powerful about what life could really look like. And we invite you, Holy Spirit, even in this season, as Paul has been exhorting us through the Scriptures, and you, Holy Spirit, have been exhorting us through the Scriptures in this season, in our thought life, in our prayer life, and now in our living out of that life. We pray, Holy Spirit, you come. Empower, encourage, remind, free. Come, Holy Spirit, and the God of peace will be with you and the God of peace will be with you.